Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way till three o'clock. Elliot, uh, the last couple weeks there hasn't been you know news so to speak to talk about. You know we had the whole Carson thing and all that, and then we've you know found some things to talk about. We actually have some Eagles things happening this week. It seems like Howie Roseman getting to work. <laughs> Howie, se- start- Howie season. Howie season has begun. This is when Howie works his magic, oh, right? God, start digging himself out of that hole, that forty-three million dollar hole that uh, we spent all season talking about. So I, you know, like the Jason Kelsey thing, the Darius Slate thing. It's it's interesting to see how they're going about this, what their initial moves are. Lane. Brandon Graham will come. We'll get the details on those. But certainly starting to, uh, you know, starting to enter the next phase of the offseason. Yeah. And and look, I think um, I think for a lot of people, you know, it was a question of are they going to completely tear down? Are they going to you know, retool on the fly? All that type of stuff. What are these? Let, let's start with the moves. Are there any of these moves? I think Brandon Graham restructure was something we had talked about as a possibility prior. Elaine mm-hmm. Johnson restructure. Not that much of a shock. We weren't sure whether Kelsey would come back. What do you think about these moves? Do any of these really surprise you? They're not surprising, but they are interesting to me. Like when I, when I look at them each individually, and again, we don't know the Lane and the Brandon Graham details yet, so we can't like fully analyze how, how that's going to impact the cap, how much more committed they are to these guys. But Graham and Lane were two players that we thought they were going to restructure to some degree. The Darius Slay and Jason Kelsey one to me made me kind of think our read on this team is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the last month, certainly me and you have debated it, it's been, well, they're just definitely going to not be good in 2021. They're not going to try to win. This is a rebuilding year. To me, these two moves are a little more, they think they can win the division type of thing. And I'm not trying to overstate it, but Kelsey coming back is interesting. Kelsey wouldn't come back if if this team was trying to go 4-12. and I I think I agree with you. And he even said... In, in his statement to the team's website, he didn't want to leave on the note he did last year, which presumably means he does not expect 2021 to be like that. <laughs> not only did he come back, they gave him you know a bit of a raise, right? He, he gets a higher base salary this year than he was going to. 
Um, so they wanted him back. Like they felt they needed Jason Kelsey back. And look, any team would take Jason Kelsey back. He's one of the best centers in the league. Great locker room guy, a leader, all those things. So you bring Jason Kelsey back. That being said, when you bring a you know 33-ish year old, if not a little older maybe, you bring a center like that back, that's, that's a win-now move, right? So the Jason Kelsey move to me raised my eyebrows a little. And then the Darius Slay one too because – Darius Slay, I didn't think there was a super realistic chance they were going to trade him, but he is the type of player you trade if you're tanking. Like, if Sam Hinkie was running the Sixers, uh, sorry, the Eagles, Darius Slay would be traded. Still has value, good player, a little on the older side, makes a lot of money. If you're tanking 2021, you trade Darius Slay. Not only did they not trade him, they, like, doubled down on him. He's he's now going to be here in 2022. So... The moves to me do not speak of a team that expects to go four and twelve next year. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree with you. And and look individually, certainly Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. I'm I'm not going to complain about having those guys back. You know how I feel about those guys. And I do think, look, I think as much as I've been someone who said I think they need to rebuild. I think they need to tear it down, for lack of a better phrase, and really try and get high draft picks, rebuild through the draft, get young, develop. Like I. I'm okay seeing Brandon Graham finish his career as an Eagle. Yeah. I'm okay seeing Jason Kelsey finish his career as an Eagle. You need some veterans. You're not going to have a team without any veterans on the team. So I'm all right and with that. And they're two great veterans to have. And they're two great yeah. veterans to have. But the sum of these moves, and the Slay one I think is the, the key signifier. When you look at the Darius Slay move, it's like, huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh, yeah. That's weird. And I'm I'm nervous, Elliot. I'm mm. nervous because I don't look, I'm not gonna say I don't want this team to compete in any year. You always want your team to compete. You want to watch good football, that type of stuff. I just don't think that trying to win a bad division and go nine and eight or eight and nine. Weird to say so weird to say that, right? Weird to say that. Seven yeah, seventeen games next year. Yeah. So, you know, I going that and then winning a weak division, all that, like what does that do for me? Like, I know, all right, I guess best case scenario, you could say Nick Sirianni's really good. Jalen Hurts is really good. These are the guys you build with. I just, with so many holes on the roster, so much lack of young talent that you can build with towards being a, a true championship-type team, I just feel like it's the wrong move to try and serve both masters right now. I'm torn, and I'll be interested to see where the callers uh, f- fall on this one. But on one hand, I- I'm Mr. Tear It Down. Like, this was my initial plan two weeks ago. Like, I was saying, trade Darius Slay, trade Fletcher Cox, trade Brandon Graham. Like, trade these guys. Get, you know, and I, I'm i with you. Like, it would be awesome to see Brandon Graham retire as an Eagle. Jason Kelsey, for sure. Like, it still stings that Brian Dawkins was a Bronco. You know, like, there, there are certain things that I think should happen. That being said, when you're talking about the way you build a team, like, I, I was down with trading these guys. So, I do get the value of, of tearing it down. I see the the blueprint. I see why it makes sense. On the flip side, I also know that Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts having a good near, a year next year is important. Like, it matters that Nick Sirianni doesn't go 4-12 and 12 for, for two reasons. One, it just four matters for his own. Yes. It's going to be so, and 13. so weird. So, I, I guess no team can go 500 now. That just processed yeah. in my head. Well, unless they tie. True. So, I yeah. guess they could go 8-8-1. Eight, 8-8-1. Eight, and one. Eight, eight, and one. So, now we know what the Eagles record is going to be next year. 8-8-1. <laughs> eight, eight, and one. But – so as much as I'm Mr. Tear It Down, on the flip side, it's advantageous to have Nick Sirianni have a good rookie year. Like, Doug went 7-9 and nine his rookie year. He ended on a high note. If you remember, like, the team was playing hard for him after a bit of a, a, a midseason swoon type of thing. 
And for Jalen Hurts, I think it's important for him to have a good year. Like you don't want Jalen Hurts to start his career one and four or one and three as a rookie, and then four and twelve next year or whatever, four and thirteen. I'm still gonna say four. And yeah, 12 now. we can good. we can correct. Look, that it's once not it's official, official yet. We could say it's still sixteen and you know, until it's, it's officially said. And also, it just it, it's more relatable. Like people understand what I'm talking sure. about when I say a four and twelve, an eight and eight, a six and ten. Like those are feelings that you feel when you hear those records. So, I, I do think that. Trying to win games is not bad. You just have to you have to try to win them with the right guys. Like, I don't want Marcus Mariota or Josh McCown winning three games next year. If you're telling me the Eagles are going to try to win, then do it with Nick Sirianni, do it with Jalen Hurts, do it with young players. The offensive line, I'm okay with going with veterans because it's really important you have good guys there. And you can play Jordan Mailata. Sayamalu is young. You know, realistically, Andre guys Dillard will get hurt. still here. See what happens there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Jack Driscoll, like, if nothing else, if you're looking at, at the team and saying, all right, where is the – they're the most potential young talent-wise, as sad as it is, it's probably still the guys in the offensive Well, line. I'll say this, too. I think Jason Peters, like, don't rule that out. Stop. Nope. Stop. I'm not saying what we no! want. No, 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 no. We're not even putting that into the universe. Here's all I know. Howie loves Jason oh, Peters. God. Jeff Stoutland loves Jason Peters. They're, the right side of the line is going to be Kelsey Brooks and Lane, all big Peters guys. Say Amalu. Oh. And you know what was interesting this week? Jason Peters. If they start Jason Peters at left tackle, I'm losing my mind. Well, I'm, I'm losing I actually, my mind, Ellie. I think Jason Peters, and so he was interviewed this week. He said a few things that got people upset. I don't know if you're aware of all no, the. Oh, uh, you yeah. didn't hear anything about <laughs> it. Yeah, never. But um, he said something I thought was interesting. He was talking about how much he has to bring to a team. But he said, as someone that can teach young players, as someone that understands. So I think there's a chance he's on the roster as a backup. But that's a a topic for a different show. Regardless, this week was a little more, I think the Eagles Eagles think they can compete more than we thought. Those were my, my read on the moves is this Eagles team plans on trying to compete. This is not a team that's expected to go... Four and thirteen, four and twelve, whatever, right? And it kind of makes sense because when you look at the Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman past, they've never tanked. Like that's not who the Eagles are, right? There's a reason the Eagles are almost always in playoff contention. So, I I think we might need to readjust the way we look at this team. Like we've looked at it almost with well, 2021 doesn't matter. Let's just focus on 2022. Maybe we should get in the mindset of where the team is and say. Maybe they do have a chance to win this year. Oh, God. They don't, though. Not on any real level. And, I, look, I get the idea that if Jalen Hurts, and assuming it is Jalen Hurts, you know, I guess that's— Or a rookie or whoever, so, yeah. but it's going to be Jaylen one or the Hertz other. Jalen Hurts or the number six pick, whatever you want to say, or, or they trade up, whatever. The, the young quarterback and Nick Sirianni combo having success together early and building confidence and growing together and all that. Like, I can't, I can't say that I think that's bad. Like, I don't. Yeah. But— I think that if they're going to do it with a bunch of veterans on the roster and not develop young talent and not draft guys and let them play and not get young players ready for when this team actually truly can compete. Because, again, this is all about if the Eagles were not in the NFC East, I don't think there are any notions of trying to compete this year. Yeah, I mean, you never know year to year, but you're, you're correct that the, their division makes their path to contention more realistic. Yeah, and winning a bad division does nothing for me. It does, And then I get another bad draft pick next year, and I'm playing a first-place schedule again, and we're going around and around and around in a circle that we've been through. We've been through. Yeah, but We what, need young talent. We need young blue-chip talent. Like, uh, they haven't drafted a pro bowler since Carson freaking Wentz, and now he's gone. Like, they need young, cheap, high-level blue-chip yeah. talent as much as anything else, period. I agree with that. But I also, I, I can't lie. Like, there's a part of me that's saying, 
if this team can, you know, win seven games with, with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, oh. think of how excited you are for 2022 oh, at that point. And, no, and, I want young players. I'm excited about Jamar but Chase. The, but the tough this, part is that. it's going to be – if we see value, and you're saying you see it too, if we see value in Nick Sirianni and, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts having a good year together – it's easier to do that with Fletcher Cox, with Brandon Graham, with Jason Kelsey, sure. with these older established players. Like, it just is. So, I'm torn. You know, I, I, I normally come in here and, you know, you think one thing, I think another. Like, we're both vehemently on one side. I'm torn on this one because this week, really, it, I wasn't expecting it as much. Like, I wasn't expecting to view the moves the way that I did. So, I almost look at this team and say, well, yeah, of course they're trying to compete. They're the Eagles. That's what they do. But I just wasn't thinking that that was a path that they would try to go down. Yeah, I just think it's a flawed path. I don't think this team is good enough to compete in any real sense. I don't think they win the division, even if they try and compete. Even with these guys back, I still think they're the least talented team top to bottom in the division. So, Well, let me, let me just counter you a little bit. I mean, that. they won four games this uh, past Agreed. Year. But the, the three things that matter the most when talking about a team are the offensive line, the defensive line, and the quarterback. Right and, uh, or the I don't know maybe the head coach. Well, yes, have, I'm sorry, I'm talking about I the have players. So little yes. faith in as well. I mean, who For knows sure. that that's a whole like we we can hope, but everything we've seen about this guy so far, every word he said, every you know st- everything we know about him is he's not ready for this right now. Oh, I agree. But what I'm, I'm saying when you talk about the offensive line, the defensive line, and the quarterback, the Eagles don't stack up terribly compared to other teams in the division. Like, Washington has the best defensive line, hands down. As we've talked about, probably the best unit in the division. Mm-hmm. But if Fletcher Cox is back, if Brandon Graham is back, if Derek Barnett's back, if Josh Sweat's back, if Hargrave is better, like, the Eagles' defensive line is not bad. They have the potential I, to be good. I think that's fair. I agree. If the, the offensive line, if Kelsey, Brooks, and Lane stay healthy, big if. If Mylotta continues to develop, the offensive line's not bad. And if they can just not get the worst quarterback play in the division like they did last year. So, again, I don't want to get into a can the Eagles compete debate because we've we've debated that. Right. But right. it's but, more should they. But I can see why internally the Eagles could talk themselves into the idea of, you know what? We'll be better than people think. And I also wonder, not to bring up his name, he who must not be named, but <laughs> do you think there's a little part of him that's like, you know what? We don't want to trade Carson and then go 4-12. and 12. Like a little part of them that's saying – if we're going to trade Carson, he's going to go to the Colts and everyone thinks he's going to do great and go, you know, 13 and 3 or whatever. Do you think there's any part of them that's saying we we can't handle the PR of being really bad next year? Do I think there's a part of them? Yes. Do I think there should be? No. Yeah. I no, agree. he's gone. Forget about that guy. It's over. Mm-hmm. Like don't worry anything about him other than does he play 75% of the snaps or 70 yep. and they make the playoffs. That's the only worry the Eagles should have about that guy. He's gone. Move mm-hmm. on. So but I, yes, I could absolutely see it. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on this? The moves made this week. Do you think it's a signal that this team is actually going to try and compete a little bit more than we thought they might this year? And and where do you come down on that? Do you have a problem with that? Because, like, my gut tells me I do. And I think gut, Elliot's yeah. gut is he's, he's torn on this. Where do you come down? 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, man? How you doing? Good, good. The worst thing that could happen is they go, they uh, try to compete and don't and still wind up four and yeah. four. Well, that would be terrible. Because yes. then you right? hurt the salary cap moving forward, all this uh, stuff, and you're you know still bad. But I think you have to make more veteran signings for that to be a terrible thing. Like if if you just bring back Kelsey, uh, you know Cox, Graham, and those guys, and you go four and twelve, four and thirteen, 
you know, then I think you look at Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. But the, the issue would be, to your point, Tom, if they sign a lot of older veterans, try to win, they're playing, you know, whoever, some mm-hmm. 35-year-old receiver each week, and they still lose, like, yes, that, that would be very bad. the worst. Yeah. All right, so real quick before I get, uh, get started, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Sean Young. So for those of you who don't know who Sean is, uh, you actually do know who he is. Anytime you're watching an Eagles game and they pan in on that fan that has, you know, full regalia on, the shoulder pads, the face painted, he's yelling and screaming. The one with the mohawk? The yeah. So, yeah, I know so him, he, yeah. Yeah, he reached out to me yesterday just as a fellow Eagles fan. Uh-huh. So um, he's in the Hall of Fame as a fan, um, and he took the time out just to reach out to me. So I don't know. I just wanted to say I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he uh, and, uh, he goes it, on a lot of the fans of Philly trips. Um, he's a great yeah. guy. Yeah, he's, he's called a, he's our show, dude. but not this. He's called the Midday Show before. Like yep. a really, really nice guy. Yeah, he just he just furthers my point from yesterday, James, that we're just one big uh, extended family as exactly. Eagles fans. I'm with you. That's so, how we fight. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like um, family, exactly. That is that is true. Um, recommendation for you guys, real quick. You guys see In and of Itself on Hulu? No, no. we have not. All right, you got. It's a must watch. Okay, must watch. Is it a I TV can't even describe what it is, but is write it, it down and watch it. Is it a TV show or movie? What's that? TV show or movie? Uh, it's more of a stage performance. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, it, it's out there. It's out okay. there. So I'd be interested to see what you guys uh, thought of it. So. Put together a quick game for you guys. Best worst in the NFC East. Um, But in the moment, so forget about past performance, forget about futures. This is just in the moment, your gut feeling. All right, best worst position group. Best is the Washington defensive line, I would say. Uh, Worst. So I I agree with linebackers, probably. Oh, position group. I'm thinking of like offense, defense. I would say Um, Eagles linebacker is probably the worst. Eagles linebackers are bad. Yeah, Washington quarterback could be. I still don't think that's 100% settled, but it could be. Right. But right now, it's the worst. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Best coach, worst coach. Ron Rivera. (laughs) Yeah, Ron Rivera, best. I mean, like, I hate Joe Judge, but right now, Nick Sirianni has to show me something before he's not the worst, I guess. I would take, if I was starting a team, I would pick Nick Sirianni over Joe Judge. No, realizing that that has a chance. I was big on McCarthy last year, and then he was such a disaster. I was not. I was. So I was. I, that's yeah. what I've been saying forever, Tom. Elliot knows. We yeah. used to fight about it, and at a certain point this year, Elliot was like, "You're right about McCarthy." Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. So at that's least with QB Sirianni, there's some upside. QB. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't expect it, but at least there is upside. With so, QB. all right, best or worst QB? It was just best worst QB. I mean, uh, well, the best is Dak. The if best we're, is we're Dak. If Dak's on the yeah, roster, yeah, Dak's the best, and the worst is, uh, I mean, Jones. Who, Jones, if not Taylor Heineke, I mean, I think Taylor Heineke yeah. might be worse than Jones. Who knows? You yeah. Know? All right. Best worst owner slash management. Snyder's the worst. Still. Well, the best is very clearly the. It's Lori. It's uh, yeah. even <laughs> even though right now I am down on Lori, I still think he's he's still the best, but he is trending. Okay. Notice, a, notice though, uh, Tom right, so, said management as well. Just throw, yeah. so it's a Lori. Oh, I thought he just said ownership. No. Oh. So I would it's put Washington Eagles. above I would put Washington because of the management potentially part. on the management. But they have a new general manager. I know yeah. Ron Rivera runs. So stuff, again, but... to your point, at least there's upside. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> it's not so, as bad um, as Joe Judge. How so I'll end Joe it Judge. with a question for you guys, and I truly have no idea the answer to this. Who wins the NFC East in 21? Dallas. Mm. I, so I would agree with Dallas. 
But I think the Eagles have the second best chance. I think Washington has the second best chance. So, James, I loved your impersonation of Charlie Day doing an impersonation of Mel, uh, Merrill Reese. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Look, you have a good day, Tommy. Hi, man. Good Thanks, Tommy. What a pleasure as always. Yeah, check out the podcast. I will absolutely not do it on WIP. No. But if you want to hear my Mel Reese, might. Admittedly, not great Meryl Reese impression, though it has gotten better feedback than so, I expected. So yeah, it has, and it was it was a little better than I expected. Oh, you went back and heard? It was good. The Meryl impression? Yeah. Well, you did it on oh, the pod. Oh, in the moment I was you're there. saying, and yeah, you, I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. it was going into it. I was thinking I, when someone tries to do an impression, I always get like embarrassed for them before. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, this is going to be so painful. It was not that. Which so I was. Thank Pleasantly you. surprised. I'll take it. If you want to yeah. hear it, check out our podcast. Anywhere you can get podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, Echo Birdspot on Twitter. Where do you stand on this? Are you, like I am, nervous about the idea that the Eagles are going to try and straddle this line and, th- and and try and compete this year when they absolutely have to rebuild this roster? Are you torn on it like Elliot is? Call in 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. Don't go anywhere. It's Go Birds Radio. Presented by Parks. Casino and Sportsbook, Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you until 3 o'clock. Where do you stand on the Eagles and the moves they've made this week and what it means? Howie season. Oh, God. I, I, again, I was expecting, expecting restructures. They're not going to get out of the cap situation. They're without restructuring. They're not going to cut players, especially in situations where it doesn't help and all that type of stuff. I just... I wasn't expecting a flood of them this week like this. I wasn't the Darius Slay one of the four, really the one to me that was the most unexpected. It was a little more doubling down than I thought they would do. There were certain guys where you're like, okay, they have to do it. But he's a weird combination. Like if they would have restructured Devon Hargrave, and it's actually somewhat notable they haven't. And maybe they they could do it this week. But he uh the dub, doubling down on him would have made sense. To double down on Slay was a little more all in, quote unquote, than uh than I expected. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you come down? Are you concerned about what this team is doing, and are you concerned that that maybe they're doing the uh, wrong thing by Something trying to there's straddle a lot of fans the line out there here? Concerned they are doing the wrong well, thing. Well, let's, like let, let's get to one yeah. that I can I can pretty much guarantee is going to think that they're doing the wrong thing. Mad Mike, are the Eagles doing the wrong thing? Of course they are. They don't <laughs> even know what the right thing to do is mm. ever, ever. Like, this is ridiculous. And the, the Darius Slay one is absolutely ridiculous. They turned him into a $22 million cap hit yeah. next year. They are now robbing Peter to pay Paul again. They are doing the same idiotic moves that everybody thought Howie was a cap wizard when really he's just a moron that keeps pushing the money back and back and back until the credit card bill is due. And it's going to happen again. And the reason that Howie is doing this is because if he didn't, and they went all, and they rebuilt, and they did what they should be doing. They'd be exposed for how little talent is on this team, and everybody would see how bad of a GM he really is. So he's one well, foot in, one foot out, because all he's trying to do is protect his job because he's done a garbage job of being a where, GM. Where I disagree with you on this, and I, I think we that, always do. Because yeah, we always do. Always protect it's Howie. fun. Yeah, well, I always protect Howie. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm the Howie guy, but <laughs> you, I think you have to look at it realistically, though. Like your your evaluation of it is correct. That like the roster does not have a ton of talent, and part of that that's the evaluation side. Like the evaluation side has not been as great. But when you talk about the cap management, I think we have to be realistic about what happened. And the two things that happened were the pandemic. Lowered the cap by thirty million dollars. Eighteen million. It no, went from thirty million to one eighty. 
Yeah, but but it was it was projected to go higher. So it was projected yeah, to go up. To, no, because you. That's well, that's how te- uh, every team in the league thought it was going to be two hundred eight million dollars. Okay, I'm just. Yeah, but that's that's a false equivalency. No, it's not it because it's gone up ten million dollars every year for the past like fifteen years or something. It goes up every year. So people when they when they were building ahead. Everyone in the league projected the cap to be two hundred eight million. Forecasted wrong. That's that's their well, because of the pandemic. Again. The pandemic is the reason it's not two hundred eight million. I look, look, we can blame Howie for a lot of stuff, and I hear you do it every week. I don't think we can blame him for not predicting the pandemic. So clearly, that impacted the cap. And the other second thing that impacted how this cap got bad was Carson. Like Carson, a forced his way out, and B was terrible. In a world where Carson is just average, he's just like the 17th best quarterback in the league, and there's no pandemic, the Eagles are in no salary cap problem because they doubled down on Carson, which is a different debate, but financially they doubled down on Carson by lowering his hit, and the cap is $208 million. So if you want to kill Howie for the valuation of players, we can have that debate. I think you're probably right. But in terms yeah, of cap— and so but you're wrong fair. in saying that he's mismanaged the cap. That's incorrect. Has, no, you're wrong. He has mismanaged the cap. So much so that he's the second worst cap in the entire league. Now, if you're, you're the way you say it is like every other team didn't have to deal with it. They, yeah, but how many other, teams are in bad salary cap Saints, situations right now? Other than the Saints, the Saints are the worst, but they still have talent on right. their team. This is completely Howie Roseman screwing everything up. Yeah, but, but how, not, how many years has Howie been managing to, the cap? What's that? How many years has Howie been managing the cap? I guess, like, for four four or five years now. If not more. I think he's been managing it for a lot longer, like 10 to 12 years, right? And this is the first time they've ever been in this situation. So I don't think— they've doubled down. They've been doing a really bad job. When have they ever not had salary cap space to sign guys? When have we ever gone into an offseason saying they can't sign guys? Yeah, this the last four years are when I've really started paying attention to what's going on. Okay, well, so each of the last really four years, they've been able to sign whoever they want. Yeah, but they've been but they've been doing this, push it down the line, and it's ridiculous. But and it works. Re- I'm not. It's not good like real life financial it, advice, but in the NFL, it works. Until the pandemic came, call. it worked. Yeah, I, I look. I'm with you. I'm not gonna kill him for the pandemic. You can't like that. I think everyone in the league was planning for it to go up, but. Look, they are in the second worst situation in, in football. He does hold some blame for this. Like I know, yeah, that I think you, you can blame Howie, you but you to, also have to be realistic. Look, about look, because your second thing, I agree, the pandemic thing that is a fair excuse, but it's also an excuse for everyone in the league, right? And right. not everyone is in this situation. But the second part of that is the Carson Wentz thing. Like ultimately, like yeah, if Carson been averaging what he wasn't, he was a disaster, and they had to trade him when they gave him this contract. So the how the the Wentz thing, like I can't give him an absolution for that because he's the one who gave Carson the contract that created the. But, but the other thing about, you know, they're in the second worst space in the NFL, like part of that is because they spend a lot of money. Like everyone wants their owner to compete. Like everyone wants an owner that's going to spend money to compete, right? Like that that's what player, what fans want. The Eagles did that. And because of that, now they have a lot of committed salaries because of, the, of what happened with, uh, with COVID. So I don't think you can kill them for spending money. If we want to talk about the decisions with the money, that's different. But I can't kill them for putting out a lot of money and then having the pandemic drastically impact the cap situation. Well, Mad Mike did not agree with you. I'm going to take a guess that our next caller is going to agree with you because on my board, it says, Elliot is always right. James is always wrong. Johnny in Los Angeles. Am I always wrong about everything? Really? That isn't exactly what I said, Mr. James. <laughs> <laughs> First, let me say hello. Hey, I'm doing, Johnny. I'm doing great. It's nice to talk to you guys. It's been a really long time. I yeah, have followed along on the pod, though. So awesome. I'm with you. Thanks, man. We really appreciate that. First, Mad Mike. 
Did he enjoy winning the Super Bowl, or was he angry with that? <laughs> he was definitely a uh, they-gave-up-33-points type of guy. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Jim yeah, yeah. Schwartz sucked today, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I Brandon have a movie here. for you, Elliot. All right, let's The movie hear it. Stripes, if you've ever seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, classic. Mm, never classic. even heard of okay. it, so. Never heard of it. Bill never, Murray. Yeah, Bill it's Murray, amazing. John Candy. It's a classic. So I actually watched yeah, yeah. a movie with Bill Murray last night we can talk about, but it wasn't Ooh. Strike. Yeah. Okay, so Stripes. Oh, movie, Stripes. Okay. Stripes. Right. This next comment, this line from that movie, it's for Mad Mike, and that is, lighten up Francis. Because you're just <laughs> way too pissed off. Next. It's, okay. This is brand. Now that that's out yeah, of the way. This is brand, yeah. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is what I did say. I said that I used to be an Elliot hater. Mm. I followed Elliot all the way back to NJ.com and when he did his podcast with that one. Oh, nice. And James, I still love you. However, you've become real negative. Here's the thing with Elliot. He's always right. Whether I want to admit that or not, most of the time, the dude's always right. Mm. And it's, it's like, so now I just listen because he's probably right. They're probably going to be half decent next year. I don't <laughs> see why not. Got a good offensive line, good defensive line. The quarterback looked okay. They got the quarterback coach to work with the quarterback. They need some guys to catch the ball. But besides that, I don't think they're going to suck as bad as everybody thinks. They're not going to be 4-12. and 12. They're just not. Like, if you look at everything that went terrible last year, it's, it's not going to repeat itself that way. They're just they're not, James. And here's what I'd say about James quote unquote negativity. It's interesting how people how people are <laughs> I still love up, you, James. Just yeah, so you, know. thanks, well, you can't hate James, buddy. But like the team was bad last year. Like I don't get what people want want us to say. You know, like, <laughs> it's hard to be positive. Yeah, it's hard to be positive about the Eagles. I've clearly been trying, you know, as people uh, can no, tell. No, I, I get that, but however, it's sort of like if you just think the the, the, the ground's gonna fall in then the ground's going to fall in. Let's put some positive energy into the universe. Yeah. And, yeah, Nick Sirianni, yeah, the press conference, really scary. Very worried. I'm with you. Yeah. Very worried. But here's the thing. I didn't hire him for press conferences. I hired him for a football mind. Yeah. Maybe he's good. Maybe. Know? And I agree with you, and I hope he is, but I feel like that's the only thing we got with Nick Sirianni. It's just I hope he's good, right? <laughs> yeah, but, with, you know, I'm again, you, when, when you look back at Doug's 2016 presser, he looks just as bad. I know. It's just oh, the, the, way, the way we look, view Sirianni. I, that's now. why I said, and Johnny, really good call, man. Call us more often, and I look, will, I'll give I you will. this. Ellie has been right a lot lately. Uh, I, I agreed will, with everything, I will, I will admit, Johnny, great call, man. Tell if I could just get my fiancé to feel that way. What I will say is – and that's the first, look, the very first thing I said when they hired Nick Sirianni, and I've said it throughout, is like, I am not saying he's going to be bad. Like, because I've made that mistake before. I thought Doug Peterson was a boob. He wasn't. He won us a freaking Super Bowl. I thought Charlie Manuel had no clue what he was going to be doing. I was wrong. He was an amazing manager. I thought Chip Kelly was the greatest thing yep. we'd ever seen. He wasn't. All right? So I know I've learned enough in my 39 years on this planet to not make declarative statements. Declarative statements. There we go. I, how about I don't say declarative anymore? I've learned yeah. that. In my Take that years one day. out of your uh, Declarative statements that, that something like that, a head coach who we don't know enough about, is going to be bad. All I can say and all I can do is go off what we've seen so far, and it's not encouraging. Yeah, look, the only reason to be excited about Sirianni is if you want to give Jeffrey Lurie the benefit of the doubt. Just because his track record with head coaches is not bad, right? I, I mean, agree. Doug was better just, than people thought. Andy, obviously. Yeah. Chip was good at first, and then... You know, it fell apart, obviously. But I think that's the only reason. But let's not fool ourselves. I mean, Sirianni could be a disaster. I mean, he, no one else interviewed him. He's young. He looked nervous in the presser. Put whatever you want into it, but it wasn't the best first impression never in the world. Never called plays before. Never He's called never plays been before. a head coach yeah, at any level. reason to be concerned yeah. about Sirianni. 215-592-9494. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to Neil. Hey, buddy. Seltzer, always an honor and privilege to speak to you. Thanks, as always, for taking my call. Thanks for making it, buddy. 
Elliot, thanks. Uh, nice to talk to you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good um, to talk to you too. Yeah, I don't mean to. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't mean to do it. Yeah, but anyway. No, so I, I'm going to ask like a first principles question, right? So I'm just going to ask a very sort of simple, basic question. Mm-hmm. What is a successful Eagle season coming up this year? To me, it's a successful Eagle season if at the end of the year you feel confident about the quarterback situation. Irrespective That's of a good answer. Irrespective of record. Yeah, I'm saying regardless of what the record is, if at the end of the year we're saying Jalen Hurts or the number six pick it like looks legit, I think that's a successful year. And Nick Sirianni looks like there's something there. Well, they're kind of tied together. Yeah, they're tied together. I yeah. agree. But but I think those two things are the things right. that you're hoping to come out of this year with. I ask this because I think, and I think, James, you kind of alluded to earlier, I think the Eagles are trying to serve too many masters. Yep. I think they're trying to somehow rebuild a team while at the same time being competitive. And as you know, in the National Football League, those things are usually in opposition. You're either rebuilding to the point where you then become a consistent winner, right, or you're going forward either adding free agents or maybe you retool. Those two things are usually in opposition. And I think the problem with what the Eagles are trying to do is they're trying to sort of you know, walk the line between those two things. And at the end of the day, if we end up being 4-12 and 12 again, um, without, a, you know, without an infusion of young talent that makes a contribution, we're back to where we were before. And the issue with Roseman is this. Roseman is, I mean, this is kicking the can down the road. Darius Slay, in my opinion, was not worth the extension that they gave him. He was an average cornerback at best last year, and I think he was a disappointment. And I think the, I think the doubling down on Slay is a huge mistake because I don't think he's worth what they paid. And when you bring in a number one corner who's supposed to you know, shut down your other team's best receiver, he didn't really do that. Yeah, he got exposed true. last year as not really being – an elite corner. And I think the problem with, and I just real quick, you know, what Roseman is doing with the cap is typical Howie Roseman. I don't think anybody's ever questioned his ability to manipulate the cap. The question has been talent evaluation. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that we are accepting him being so terrible at talent evaluation because we think he makes up for that deficit with his ability to manipulate the cap. The problem with that, though, is that those two things, again, you can't serve both masters. Yeah, and ultimately, and Neil, we're up against a great call as usual. Ultimately, on a basic level, where this team is at right now, yeah, they, they're in cap trouble. They need to fix that. But this team needs talent. Like, yeah. the talent evaluation side of things is the single most, at all positions, the single most important thing that the Eagles need to do right over the next couple well, of years. Well, and we've seen that the Eagles, in a way, have trouble sticking to rebuilding plan. I mean, they said last year their initial plan was to try to rebuild to yeah, a certain degree. You're right. And then COVID happened, and they said, well, we have an advantage. Let's jump on it. Yeah. So I do think that, like, there will be times this offseason where they'll be sitting at the NovaCare and go, yeah, look, we got to rebuild, but this free agent is just so cheap. You yeah. know, like it's this 30-year-old like, oh, player like is so end, good. It's like, we got to rebuild, but, man, this division's really bad. Right, it's so easy to talk yourself into it. Yeah. And, again, we're torn because there, there are advantages to winning next year. They're just flat-out are. Like, if Jalen Hurts and Nixon are good next year, that's a good thing. But it, it is hard to do both. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you come down on this? Do you think the Eagles are trying to serve two masters? Can they serve two masters? Or is it the right thing to do to just rebuild? It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your money, your action, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet 
with the best. You can bet on anything and everything. Pro basketball. Elliot and I have been going nuts, having a blast betting on pro basketball. Pro baseball futures are out. If you listen to our last pod, I gave you 13 of my favorite over-unders for this season. There's so much value to be had. Pro hockey, soccer, college hoops, anything and everything. And more than anything, putting a few... A few dollars on the games. Just it makes it more fun. It's way more fun to watch a a random Los Angeles Dallas basketball game than it used to be because you can have some action, have some investment. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, a $500 risk-free bet. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way till 3 o'clock, debating, discussing what this team has done this week. Trying to decide how we should feel. Yeah, we're, we're trying to feel this out here. You know, we're, we're, my gut is telling me that I'm nervous about the idea that the Eagles are trying to serve two masters. I think Elliot's... A little more okay with it than I am, but still torn because this team has a lot of needs and they need to fix these things. And it's it's, it's kind of exact. It's exactly how I feel about the Kyle Lowry trade potentially. I I think it would be a bad idea for the Sixers to trade from, but at the same time, I think they should do it. Yeah, I Kyle Lowry's such a perfect fit. For I know, what but they he's old. To. He's a free agent. I, I not going to beat the I, Nets. If they had to give him a deal with it, I would be much more nervous. But if it's a uh, this year, let's go. I, I could. I mean. Yeah, but don't you don't give they're... up a first maxi and somebody else if you're not going to well, resign them. Uh, probably not. You're probably yeah. I agree with you. So it's like a on tough paper, one. it doesn't make sense to do that. Just like for the Eagles, on the paper, they should be rebuilding. But then in actuality, I look and I say, well, the NFC East is bad. You want to win for Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Have Harris. a real shot though. That's the difference. I like, don't think there's. I think o- with Kyle Lowry, they could be. The I don't. I. I. I still would take the Nets, but with Kyle Lowry, they could beat the Nets in the series. I think sure. right now they could beat the Nets in the series. Yeah, but I would take the Nets. Ten percent chance now I with Lowry. Higher maybe than it's that. 20. I think it's higher than that. Either way, and bat, we're going to the phones now. But like, how silly is it to think that people didn't want to trade Tyrese Maxey for James Harden in hindsight? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Two one five. James five, Harden's nine. pretty good. <laughs> Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our good buddy David. Hello, David. <laughs> Gentlemen, how you guys doing? What up, man? Look, last week uh, I tried to get in, and I couldn't because I was working. But uh, I will not, do not, and won't subscribe to this doom and gloom, you know, mindset that the Eagles are going to be horrible next year simply because they were horrible this year and they've got a lot of needs. Look, I saw that movie a long time ago called The Devil's Advocate, and there's a line in that movie from Al Pacino to Craig T. Nelson about hiring Keanu Reeves, who still can't act, as his lawyer to defend him. They'll never see him coming. Look, I love that idea. I love the mentality that Jalen Hurts has right now. You can bring in Troy Aikman Jr., and he's still going to have the mindset, I'm the quarterback of this team. That's what you want. Seriani, nobody knows anything about him. It is new. And it is, it is, to me, it's exciting. I don't think this whole season has to be coming down to, to, to in, the, in its totality. I think they're aiming for September. You win football seasons a month at a time, in quarters at a time. If they come out of September 2-2, two 3-1, two, and one, expect good things from this team. We've been screaming for years. 
We need to get younger. We need to get faster. We need to have new light. We need to have fresh eyes. We have all that now. Why is everybody panicking? Oh, David, Why is everybody David, freaking David, out? Because they Come don't. On. They don't. They don't. You're wrong. Like, I understand no. your point about Sirianni, and I like Jalen Hurts. I'm in on giving Jalen Hurts a shot. I believe in that guy. I don't know what he's going to be. I'm not sold, but I like the upside there. But they have no young talent on this team, man. Where are your blue we, chip we, young players? Where are your future pro we, bowlers? We, we, Where we are a, they? We have a- we have a wide receiver room full of kids. Oh, who stink? Who stink? Who stink, man? Jalen Rager. To... Do you believe in Jalen Rager? You, you, you excited I'm about the future of Jalen Rager? I am not giving up on Jalen Rager. This is the first time we've had a wide receiver coach that was actually retained oh, for two years. David, Come on. They, they, they've, that, they've, got to, they've, got to have some, they've got to have some kind of hope. They have to have some kind of borderline. David, I, I, right? I'm all for right hope. Now. I'm all for hope. It's just a great call. I like the, the, fire, the fire, but like I'm all for hope, but I also have to be realistic and look at the situation as is and not say all the question marks are going to end up being positive instead of negative. That's well, probably not Well, his point about a breath of fresh air I think is true too, though. I mean, there, look, there's going to be some of the same guys, obviously. Like Brandon Graham is going to be back. Jason Kelsey's back. Uh, so it's not completely new faces. But I do think his point about the team has become stale over the last two years. Like the Carson situation, just, I mean, to a certain degree, the Doug situation, like it was, it was stale. It was hard to watch. It was not a it was good. It wasn't fun. It was not it a was good not situation. Fun. It was exhausting. It was, exactly. So I think that Dave's point, if they can, if they can, you know, come out, no one expects them to be good. They go, they start 2-0. They get confidence in themselves. Like I can see a world where we're, we're looking at this team in week seven and saying, yeah, you know what? Doing all these changes, making all these moves was for the positive. It, it, look, of course that world exists. I just don't think it's a likely world that we're going to see. But, yes, of course it does. 215-592-9494. I, I think I might get yelled at again. Let's go to Denver and Spencer, who says James has horrible Roseman takes. Mm. Hey, buddy. Hey, oh, thank you guys for getting me on here. Just quick note, I found you guys like week uh, like week 17 of uh, Carson's rookie year, and ever since then, listened to every single Get podcast. Get out of here. Awesome. So you've been Boy. on the roller coaster. Oh, Spencer, thanks, man. Oh, that really yeah. Means well, a lot. so it's actually my second time calling in. I called in uh, week seven in 2017 to tell, like, man, I can't believe we got Derek Barnett. These idiots drafted Mahomes, and we got Derek <laughs> and Sidney Jones. And that's recorded on air. But we'll have to find um, that one day, It's far from – I've said say, much uh, worse things on air, so no worries. Uh, I know he has. So here's the thing. <laughs> Elliot, you keep all these Howie takes, and then you always finish with, well, why does he win so many games? Why does he win so many games? I could become the GM of the Chiefs tomorrow, and we make the playoffs for three years. He looked into Jason Peters. Okay, well, okay. All right, sorry. Continue your point. Brandon Graham, Malcolm Jenkins, Brandon Brooks, all these people. And he's like, well, why does he keep winning? Because the team is Well, he didn't look into any of those guys. He was integral in drafting Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. He signed Brandon Brooks. He brought in Nick Foles. Andy Reid, don't give him – if Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox were Andy Reid draft picks, we all know that. You want to – he signed Brandon Graham. We can go that road. He was a general manager, but yes, you're right. We all know that Andy Reid was in charge. My point is I don't think Howie – Howie did not love into a good situation. I don't think anybody would say that. He did not luck into look like the team, the 2017 team. Yes, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they were older guys, but like Zach Ertz, Lane Johnson, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, uh, Alshon oh, Jeffrey. Okay. Outside of Wentz, though, drafted in 2013 or or beforehand, and it's 2021 now. Okay, but ha- so I, yeah, I, I don't Who get we what drafted you're good outside of Wentz, which a debacle right. since 2013. And I heard you on this call say, well, what have Howie done cap? You know, cap-wise, that, like, that was terrible. Alshon Jeffrey, these stupid restructures. We just restructured Darius Lay. Look at, you know, 
Revis Island, corner's legs go, and I guarantee you we're going to be on the hook for Darius Slay. Yeah, Slade I don't like the Darius Slay restructure. Terrible. But, but would you agree? Howie is by far the worst GM wow. in the NFL. Spencer was on, what a twist. Yeah, I love seriously. this. Spencer, I, I you're my the, hero. Yeah, so really quick, Spencer. First, great points. But number two, like, if Howie's so bad, why do they, again, why do they have so many wins? I won't even get into you, that with you because I know you don't like that point. Give me all these people. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Salary cap situation. When have they ever been in a bad salary cap spot until this year? Because we're in such a bad spot. If you go on overthecap.com, you look at all these dead cap things for every single yeah, I, Eagles player. I, I look at that, like, but my point is— we maybe stay 30% because we've kicked the, kicked the can down the road so long. But kicking the can down the road has do never bit this team until this year. And the reason it bit the team this year is because of the pandemic and Carson Wentz. No. Okay, how, how not? No. Okay, Tell me how it hasn't. You can make that argument, but every other team as, you know— you know, at like yes, every other team is in the same si- si- situation. So why not, are we well, not with Carson Wentz? So, so you're mad? But at he the, gave Carson Wentz the contract. Right, so, That's so how let me just be clear. You guys are mad at the Eagles for spending a lot of money and ha- and putting a lot of resources into the team. Just to be clear, I'm mad at, at them for putting it into the wrong. So you're you're mad. Area. You're mad with the evaluation. You're not mad with the cap. This is management. such a nitpicky thing. No, it's not because the Spencer, way he's great managed call, the man. cap call has more always often, worked. Seriously, that was that awesome. Wasn't, yeah, that call was a great us again. Call. Really good call. The way Howie has managed the cap worked flat out. It always has. Wait, we can debate I get the strategy. That. I get that, but 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 it's also like evaluations go both ways in terms of it's an evaluation that leads to money. Like the evaluation that Alshon would last, that's an evaluation that leads to money Correct, problems. But the so issue like they that are people hand have. In. The Carson Wentz contract is an evaluation that Carson's going to be good for four more years or this that. That was a bad evaluation but it also led to the salary cap issues. They go hand in they hand. They go hand in hand but people don't call and say that. People that are mad with Howie say you can't keep kicking the can down the road. That's the main talking point when we talk about people that are upset with Howie. Kicking the can down the road has worked for the Eagles until this year. Now you can argue it's not it's a reckless strategy because if something like this happens you're in trouble it's like when you manage your money if you put a bunch of stuff on credit card debt right and you lose your job you're in trouble but up until this year it had never bit the eagles and the pandemic is just not something i can blame them for so i, I although i agree with the evaluation part the management itself has worked let's go to florida and talk to jacory hey bud hey how you guys doing hey what's going on all good um Listen, I'm gonna stop you right now. I'm tired of all this Darius Slay slander. Um, you know he was a good corner last year, but he went against some good competition. You know. Yeah, but that's why they got him, Jacory. They got him to go up against the DK Metcalfs, to go up against the DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. and have success. And he didn't. He flat out didn't. I mean, no, I don't he think he was horrible. He I got... thought he was. I thought he was solid overall. But if we're talking about him being a number one corner, he was not. I think he was okay. But, um, yeah, but you paid for okay. more than exactly. okay. Exactly, you paid for him to be a shutdown corner. You traded a third that. and gave him a huge deal. But third going fifth, back, right? I yeah. think, um, look, I want to see the young guys play. Like I want to see, you know, Jalen Hurts play. I want to see Miles Sanders play. I want to, I want to see, you know, other guys play the young guys. But, you know, if we lose, but the younger guys, I'm okay. But if we pay yep. high for high, high price free agents. Then I'm upset if we lose. Yeah, Jacory, yeah. right. good call, and I'm I'm with you. That's how I feel. I I no one year deals. Like if they win because they draft really well, and like Jamar Chase comes in and is awesome right away, and young guys play really well, and Alex Singleton grows, and my lot of grows, yeah. and all that. I'm like, Davey cool. Hunt Taylor, sure. Yeah, oh my God, 
Yes. Yes, sure. The Davion Jaylen, Taylor redemption Jaylen Rager. Tour. It'd be yeah. cool if he didn't suck. Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you got to win that way. If you're going to win, that's the way you do it, I think. You can't do this with Band-Aids. 215. Yeah, you have to build a sustainable thing. You have to build something that's going to last. 215-592-9494. Spirited that uh, segment there. We got some Good stuff. Some, some debates going. Get involved now. 215-592-9494. How do you feel about what the Eagles did this week and what it means for this season? Do you, are you concerned? Are they trying to compete too much? Is this a, a bridge too far? Are they only setting themselves up for more problems down the road? Get involved again. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Jim, James, Timothy, Elliot, Elliot. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I don't know if uh, you guys heard it on the middays yesterday. I made some waves by saying uh, E.T., a little overrated. I would agree with that. I, I, and it's my namesake. And I, I wasn't so named I hadn't it. seen it in years, and I went and I my childhood. I loved it. I had this image of it. I went back and watched it. It's a little slow. It takes a while to kind of get where it's going. Like the first hour is is not super entertaining. Like it's fine, Weird and I appreciate it for what it is. I well, because it's ET, man. But I I uh, a little overrated. Okay. No, just putting that out there. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to go back and watch it. I remember <laughs> no. watching it when I was younger. And again, I've had so many people come up to me in life, my it's life. A, yeah, and do you're the, Elliot. Elliot. Is it the number one Elliot you get, I would think, right? I mean, Jake Elliott, I guess, because he was on the team. You probably well, heard that. Well, I don't know if you saw, but Jason Elliot Kelsey. Elliot Kelsey. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jason Kelsey had a daughter, for those that don't know, named, named her Elliot. Yep. E-L-L-I-O-T-T-E. Mm-hmm. I like it. Me it's too. A, it's a different spelling. Yeah. I think it's definitely like... The, it feels to me like the female version. Yeah, and I'm guessing you call her Ellie or something like yeah. that, which is nice. So. E. I got E a lot throughout my life. Sure. I've called you E. Here's a question. Elliot. Elliot. There it is. Do you think Jason Kelsey, like, in the back of his mind, was like, well, there already is one Elliot in Philadelphia? I mean, you're talking Definitely about J- not, J- right? Jake Elliot? No, Maybe. Jason. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Probably not, right? Okay. No, right. my guess is no. Well, Two. very happy for Jason either way. Yeah, good week it's for him. What yeah. a week. Yeah, and he put it in the thing. And, you know, yeah. good for him, man. I, again, like. Um, Great dude. Really, truly, you know, you, you've covered them. I worked for the team for three years and when he was there. And, like, one of the most thoughtful, um, respectful, uh, nice, yeah. smart athletes I've ever interacted with in my life. So I remember when I first started covering the team. It was probably my first or second year. I was asking Jason Kelsey a question. And I was new on the beat. And. I, I was started to ask a question. I like, tripped over myself. I wasn't really making sense. So I, I, he could tell I was getting nervous, and he kind of said, like, it's all right, man, slow down, restart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whew, okay, thank God. So yeah. just, just a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I Eagles, used... Eagles, I will say, they they have good people oh, like yeah. in that well, building know, on the team. Graham's all like that my stuff. favorite yep. person of all time. I've talked many times about Nick Foles, one of the nicest people yep. I've ever met. So, yeah. Malcolm. That's what made that 2017 team, like, so many levels to why it was so special. But just the fact that it was a – bunch of great guys yep. for the most part it was a team full of guys you wanted to root for which isn't always the case no nope, so. not at all yeah tory smith was a great guy all of them yeah, like yeah. chris long like you could just rattle them off guy after guy after guy after Vinny. guy he's like good dudes you want to root for you care about so that uh i think just added rodney mcleod like added to it how special it was 215-592-9494 will we ever see that again i think is the question i think of when i think of 2017 now fingers crossed <laughs> fingers crossed what do you think about what this team's done this week? We just talked about Kelsey, but also restructuring Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay. Looks like this team might be trying to compete a little bit more than we thought this year. Are you okay with that? Is it the right decision? 
9494. Let's go back to the phones and talk to my buddy Chiro. Yo, Chiro. What's going on, James? How you doing, man? Thanks for calling uh, in. Hey, no problem, man. You guys doing a great show, as always. Yeah, thanks for calling. How you feeling today? All right, I got one suggestion for the show, though, man. All right. You know, you know how you uh, Ike has the Ike juice. Yep. I think you guys need the Go Birds stick. When someone says Go Birds, you need to get the producer to yell out Go Birds or something. I like it. It's not a bad idea. I mean, nothing will ever top Ike juice. Ike yeah. juice is no, just I'm the best drop of all time. Yeah, no, it's I supposed agree. to be in a little realm. I like but, it. Uh, I like on it. The to- on the topic. Uh, man, I'm happy they're doing this. Now, the only move that kind of confuses me is Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. But as far as Zach, well, not Zach because he's probably gone. But as far as Kelsey, Lane, Cox, Brandon Graham, to me, they're lifelong Eagles. I get it. We all want to rebuild, rebuild. But honestly, no one can show me any evidence of tanking or just losing games that actually helps the team rebuild. I mean, you can't. It's an interesting out. point. I mean, look, Joe DeCamera has made the point this week a lot that you really don't have to completely tear it down to rebuild in the NFL. Look, I, I agree with you that Kelsey, Graham, Cox, like these are lifetime Eagles, but you can't really make decisions that way, too. You know, like that's kind of what got him in trouble. As much as I can sit here and say, yes, I, I agree, and maybe I would do it as well, like that's why Darren Sproles was here for so long. J- Jason Peters, all these guys, how he's admitted he's been too emotional with these decisions. I agree. And so I agree. to see and that Peters, again. Is, I will lose my mind if he's back. I will. It's, well, when get it's ready time, for it, man. It's time. Get ready for it. Chiro, me and you, we're going we're gonna to lose our minds together, my friend. Uh, I'm going to go out there and uh, hold up a picket sign saying it's time to go, JP. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, Joe, great call, Why man. Have call you us again. Done this? Yeah. That, that will be me. I, so, I, but again, live, I'll make the same exact drop if they resign Jason. So you would really have a huge issue with him coming back yeah. as a backup? Like, Look, if they say he's a backup, they stick to it, he's on the bench, you would really care that much about it? Good veteran guy. I think he's going to get into a coach. We've talked about look, how he's helpful look, to the backups. Uh, is he, though? Like, yes. All right, so the impression of Jason Peters that, that is most recent in our mind, and really the one we've had, is, is a guy who, you know, forced – players off the team and was new ski and you know we've had these issues with jason beers someone who clearly didn't want to help andre dillard when dillard was supposed to be the starter and he was supposed to be well okay, guard, we, we don't know that refused to move to tackle until he got paid more money like all these types of things where it's like oh so now jason peters is mr team guy who wants to come and help everybody well i do think i would he bet is. he just wants to get another paycheck mm-hmm. like that's the way i look at it so no i don't think of it i think of it as if jason peters is sitting there behind jordan mylotta or Andre Dillard, you never know, I guess. Like, I just think that's an impediment. That's an issue. That's where these guys are sitting there thinking, well, Jason Peters is there, you know. Well, that's a different point. I mean, if your argument is you can't have uh, Mylotta looking over his shoulder, that's different, right? I can see that. But I think you're a little harsh on, like, the Peters as a person type of thing. I do think that he is helpful in the locker room. I don't think he's a horrible human or anything like that. I just, you know, the things he's done the last few years have have rubbed me the wrong way. way. And I look at him differently than I did prior from a a legacy standpoint. But, no, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Like, I I wouldn't sign him to any substantial amount of money. Of course not. It's a veteran minimum if you're signing him. Like. Because you don't even need him as a backup. You've got Andre Dillard and Mylotta fighting it out. You've got Jack Driscoll. You've got these younger Agreed. guys. So my point, too, is that if someone gets hurt, I'd rather it's a younger guy who comes into play than that's Jason fair. Pierce, too. And I, that's probably where I would fall, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be up in arms if they brought him back. As, as Now, I will say as I'm talking my, to myself about this, using a roster spot on him doesn't sound ideal. But I think if he's going to come in and be helpful to young players, I think there's an advantage. I it, it could be. I just don't. But then know. again, I guess just hire him as a coach. Yeah, hire him as a coach. That was yeah. my first thought. Was like, why isn't he just a coach then? If yeah. this is the the because he gets more money to be a player. Like I just, 
I don't need Jason Peters back on this team. I really don't. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Lehigh Valley and talk to Ivor. Hey, Ivor, how you been, man? Not bad. Gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling in. How you doing? No, for, not bad at all. Now, first of all, I, I take no issue with, with, with how he's cap skills. My concern for the Eagles, all the turnover that we're having, the turnover is great. I love it. But I just want to make sure it's not the same eyes evaluating these players. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a bigger concern. Secondly, I don't think it's that difficult to win in our division. I think that the players that are still on the roster, we still have leadership on the field, right? Jason, uh, uh, Kelsey, once I heard that he was coming back, I felt really good because I think that the core leadership of the team is still there. Now, as far as Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, I think you're winning in this division. It's not that good of a division. Yeah. We don't really know how good these receivers are. This offense sucked last year. Carson Wentz sucked, but the offense also sucked. They didn't run the ball. Everybody knew they were about to throw the ball. The offensive line was broken down the whole time. So, I mean, I, I don't see that we need to, to panic and think that, okay, we need to sign all these high-priced free agents. And we need to trade back and get players. This team needs talent. We need young talent. So I'm not as big of a fan as on trading back. I get the logic behind it. And, look, if you can get the guy at nine that you wanted at six, sure. But And I, get a big package. Like correct. It's, it's like get, if, if, if Justin Fields is at six and you're not taking him and Denver and Carolina are fighting to get up there, like – I yes, get it, yes, but I, I'm but, more with you, but I get it. Like, if, if I'm sitting at six and Jamar Chase is there, I'm just taking Jamar Chase. But, but here's the problem, though. I'm so worried about when they're going to spend that, play, that pick on one player, and then they screw it up. Now, yeah, I, but I Howie's like been more... good inside the top ten, for what it's worth. I mean, well, Lane Johnson and right, Carson. Man, yeah. That's what scares me. But I, I just think that these receivers that we have in the room, everybody's saying, well, they're not as good, they're not good. I don't feel like I know that. Because of how poor Carson played. Yeah. The offense sucked last year. Well, I think you can say it with, with a couple. I mean, I agree. Rager, like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not optimistic, certainly about him being a really good player. Like, maybe he'll be a, a good player. It's possible. But, like, with J.J., I think we could say he's not good. Like, can, well, I wasn't talking about J.J. I was talking about, like, Fulgham, Fulgham, Ward. And, and, yeah, yeah, who knows? Like, I liked and, what, um, some Spes Watkins stuff that well, I saw again in the last year. It applies so. to the whole team, too. I think that's the thing people overlook sometimes. They got the worst quarterback play in the NFL last year. Yep. If, yes. J- if Jalen Hurts can even just be the 20th best quarterback, they're, exactly. they're probably a six- or seven-win team. So, and the worst offensive line. Don't forget about that. Well, but I think Carson had a lot to do with the offensive line, too. Well, he it held fell that apart. Ball. He's talking more the the injuries that and that 12 line, out of 13 weeks or whatever it was. was. That offensive line was broken down in the second half of the Redskins game. Yeah. And it's never been the same. Yeah, I have a great call, man. Call us again more often. Uh, yeah, look, I, I I do get that point that it, it's hard to evaluate certain people based on what we saw last year because Carson was Yeah, so it's hard to evaluate almost any part of the team when your quarterback is well, that offensively, bad. offensively, offensively. Well, yeah, true. I mean, but you could, if you really wanted to make the point, it, it impacts the defense too because the on offense the was so bad. Yeah, all all, that. yeah but, but like agreed. that's minimal. You, I, I, I'm not going to say we can't judge the defense right. because Carson had so many turnovers. I, 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 don't think, I don't think that uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is, is a new quarterback away from being really no. good. <laughs> no. No, but I'll bet he's on the team. Two one five five. I don't know about that. I think. I mean, we'll I think he'll be here in training camp. Whether he'll make the roster, yeah. I don't know. But I tell you this: they're probably not trading him. <laughs> yeah. Really? You think so? <laughs> I don't yeah. think they will. What could you get for JJ? You think you get a, a bag of balls? Is I that... think you could like move up in the seventh round. No, I don't think you, you could. Don't think you move up like five I think, spots. No, I don't. I really don't. JJ. I'm just. I mean, there's no, there's mo- no littler value in the NFL. Maybe. Or oh, maybe, I know there is. Maybe you trade him for another guy. That's I think gonna he'd have get to cut. be cut. I think he'd. Have, I mean, yeah, maybe. I guess if another team, like a, the, a body for a body type of situation. Maybe. I just doubt it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Westchester and talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey guys. You know, forget about the last place schedule and how bad the NFC East is. 
getting rid of Carson Wentz and Jim Schwartz should net you at least, at least four wins. Uh, Carson Wentz. First, Carson real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I'll let you make your point. I agree with you on Wentz that that, that matters that he was so bad last year. But the Schwartz thing, first of all, we have no idea what this new defensive coordinator is like, so we can't make any, you know, he might be way worse. And I think Jim Schwartz gets a bad rap in this city. I think Jim Schwartz, for the most part, did a good job. You could not draft a defensive back or linebacker and have him have an impact on this defense with Jim Schwartz. Nate Gary, we were subjected to him, not because he could play football, but he could line people up in that overly stupid, complex defense Is that Jim Schwartz's fault, or is it the the roster construction? Well, Jim Jim did have a say in defensive personnel. To what extreme, I don't don't, don't think any of us truly know that answer. But, you know, to to, uh, his point, though, I think that, again, not having Carson will help. But also, I do think just, you know, seeing new guys, new faces, it will be interesting to see just how they do. I mean, pro football focus could not evaluate, and that's their job. That's how they make money. They could not evaluate other players on the offense because of how bad Wentz was. Yeah. And you had an offensive lineman, Jason Peters, who goes to the owner and tells him to bench him. That's how bad Wentz is. Well, look, so the people... good news is the chances of them getting the same level of quarterback play next year are slim. Like, the chance of them getting yeah. the 32nd worst quarterback play just are not good. I think Jalen Hurts, if he even plays the level he did last year for uh, 17 games, they'll, they'll be a, a considerably better team. Yes, and people are nuts worrying about money. You don't worry about money when you're rebuilding. The greatest teams ever – from the Cowboys to the Steelers to whoever you want to name, are built basically on two drafts. We need two great drafts. The money is not an issue. Brian, uh, good call. I don't. I don't think I agree with that last statement. You have two good drafts and you're a well, Super Bowl maybe winner. Well, maybe he's saying built through the draft. I guess. Well, yeah, I'm saying that too. But like two good drafts and you're a Super Bowl winner. I don't think so. I don't think that's the way it works. Well, how he did it with no good drafts. So. Well, how, uh, how he made great moves yeah. outside of it, that, yes. you know, regardless, he did. And look, to be fair, that 2016 draft was a good draft. I mean, he got Carson well, Wentz. Carson and Sayamalu. Yeah, Carson Sayamalu, Car- Big V was a starter yeah, on a you're football right. Jalen Super Bowl Mills. team. Jalen Mills. Right. Like, that was you're a good right. draft. And Clement, as an undrafted you're free right. agent last I, year, I forgot. that was a good year. Like, I, I can say I when he had a good year. Corrected. How about that? I got one right. Wrong. 215 Let's go to Mount Laurel and talk to my buddy Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Selfs man, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? ESP, how you doing? What up, man? How you doing? I'm still vertical. I got my second shot yesterday. Oh, oh good to hear it. Mazel. Mazel. And I had... Thank you for that. I only had mild after effects. I had um, a little arm sore. It's already gone. I had a little kills and a little laziness, but that's all gone, and I'm vertical, and I'm ready to go. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, my wife my wife got the shots, and she had no issues, no after effects, so that's awesome, Dennis. I've had a couple buddies, uh, you know, were laid up for a day or two, you mm-hmm. know, so I'll, I'll take it, and I'll go. Hey, on the draft pick, um, I'm, I'm thinking we need to one of those two wide receivers. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I love, it, it, you know I love Jamar Chase. So, well, yes. so if you throw Kyle Pitts in there, how would you rank them? So Chase, Devonta Smith, and uh, Kyle Pitts. Where are you where are you at with that? Pitts is do tight end. I take him third because we have a serviceable tight end. Yeah, Pitts though is just viewed as He's such a, a very weapon. intriguing. He's yes. an intriguing guy. Like he does. He does seem like the kind of player you could be versatile with. You can move. He's as much a wide receiver as a tight end, but he's not. He's not like a wide. He runs a four seven. Right. He's not going to run past people, but he is. He's an intriguing prospect. So to me, Jamar got, Chase I, is the pick. If he's on the board at six, too. take Jamar Chase. 
I got a question for both of you. Other than Jason Peters, is there anybody on the current Eagles roster going to make the Hall of Fame? Uh, Zach Ertz, I think, has a good chance. I don't think a good chance. I think he has a chance. I think he has more. He would need some more years. Well, but who on the roster has a better chance? Well, I don't think any of them have a really good chance. He's I think the best. Uh, no, I think Fletcher Cox is more of a Hall of Famer than than Zach I don't, and I like, Fletcher and, was. And like I don't think he is either. I think I think the guys who at least are even mentionable are Kelsey Cox, um, Ertz, Ertz, and maybe Lane if he gets you know four or five more great years here. But I, I don't think any of them are Hall of Famers. If one I last, one last opinion, I I agree with that. I think Ertz is marginal, but I think he hurt himself in the last year or two, and I'll leave it at that. And I just want to say last thing. Hello to my good buddy BK, who's probably listening. Don't work too hard, my man, today. Go home. <laughs> Dennis, well said. Go. I'll say that to BK. Don't work too hard. You know, the, the Zach Ertz thing is, is weird to me. When you look at it, what he's done for the team, I'm surprised he's not mentioned more as, like, all-time great Eagles. Like, top Oh, I agree five. with you on that. That's a separate discussion from Hall of Fame, but he should be. I mean, well, but his numbers are, and granted, tight ends catch more these days. I get that. He gets a lot of targets. But, I mean, he's going to have one of the best receiving resumes as a tight end he's ever. getting past is the i mean like you're he's playing at the same time as travis kelsey and it's going to look minuscule compared to what travis kelsey is going to end up with Ertz right now is not if Ertz is goes somewhere else and has three good years then it, i think it's more of a discussion but i just don't think he's he's uh, I, look at no point was he the best at his position in the sport oh i don't i i would disagree with that really didn't he set the nfl record for receptions by a tight end yeah but do, do you think he was better than travis kelsey that year that I don't. year you could make the argument he, I, think. I, I mean you could say he had a lot of catches i don't know Look, I, I, I'm not I mean, trying was, to demean. Fletcher, I think your, your point been about it as an eagle, tackle? but he's been an All Pro more than than Ertz has, right? And Jason Kelsey certainly has more All Pros than than Ertz does. Yeah, I think has it's Ertz ever, for the has Ertz ever been an All Pro? I don't think he's ever. I don't been think an all the pro. year he set the record. Yeah, I don't was. think you're making the Hall of Fame with never being an All Pro. Like I just don't like. Regardless, to the Eagles' point, Zach Ertz should be considered one of the greatest Eagles of all time. Yeah, like a top tenner. Like who has more big catches in the history of the franchise? Who? I'm waiting. Yeah, nobody. Who? Anybody? No. 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 So I'm <laughs> with you from an catches. Eagles I mean, he's perspective. Only, he's about to be, if he were to stay, he'd be number one. So, yeah, you're, you're probably right about the Hall of Fame. But I still think when I him and Fletcher are the best on the team. I guess Kelsey actually is in there as well. It's those three. Yeah, I think so too. And Would Nate, be. obviously. <laughs> Nate Gary or Sudfeld? Sud, I mean, either one, I guess you could go with. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Call, Suddy. Immediate Hall of Fame. Suddy season. Suddy season. 215 94, it's Elliot, it's James, going till 3 o'clock. I believe the legend Robbie E coming up after that. Until then, we got you. Get involved at 215-592-9494. And let me remind you that so many of the GoBirds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we all love the home team. That's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on anything and everything. Elliot and I have been having a blast betting on pro basketball lately. Pro baseball futures are out over unders. I just gave you 13 of my favorite on our most recent pod if you want to check that out. And anything else you can think of, hockey, you can bet on it. Soccer, you can bet on it. College hoops, everything and everything, even live in-game betting, player props. And more than anything, it just makes the game so much more fun to watch. When you got a little action on it, you're more invested. It's more fun. 
So download the app now, and here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. $500! Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot and James coming to two, three o'clock. Rob Ellis, after that, where are you stand with the Eagles right now? It's an emotional time with the Eagles. It's an emotional time. It was a, a weird week. Again, like the Kelsey thing, the Darius Slay thing. The Slay thing caught me out. And I even texted you yeah. when it happened. I was like, Slay restructure? That's weird. It was little, literally what I texted you. little weird they haven't done Javon Hargraves. They could end up doing it. Uh, report this week they're talking to Barnett, <clears throat> excuse me, which is to be expected. I mean, you're going to talk to your, your guys like that. It'll be interesting how much cap space they end up with. I think, you know, this time next week, we always, for months it was, this time next week, or was Carson going to be on the team, right? This time next week, how much salary cap space do you think they have? $12 million. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. People are going to say, how did they get this much money? And then they'll sign somebody. Yep. And people will go, how did they have the money to do that? And, and then it's going to be like, Darius Slay's owed $24 million yeah, in that, two years. Well, the interesting thing about the cap hits, too. So, you know, you hear $24 million, you're like, that's a lot. But in two years, the cap could be like $240 million. So it doesn't, okay, quick, it's, quick it's better question to look about at that. the percentage. I have a quick question about that. And we're right back to the phones after. But like, and I agree with you. Look, it has gone up and up and up. And, and like, there's new, um, you know, uh, TV, v- deal. TV deal coming, which will probably be like double what it was now. Like, it's going to be nuts. And Amazon and all these other people are getting involved and everything's going up. But at a certain point, like, it can't just keep going up every year, right? Like, is there, and obviously the pan- pandemic aside, we saw that it couldn't cause the pandemic. Yeah. But, but outside of some, you know, act of God type of thing, like, is it just one of those things that's just going to keep going up every year? I guess. Year? I mean, look, the NFL is unstoppable, right? They're the uh, they're the best TV show on, on television. Like, they get more ratings than any other show. By far. So, by far. So, you know, look, is the cap going to be $400 million in the year 2030? Or, I guess... <laughs> little longer than that 2030 sounds so far away it it's only eight years it's not that far yeah um but look i guess maybe there's a cap limit essentially but the cap is going to continue to grow like and i think what it'll be in 2022 it could be like 225 million dollars so the eagles will be fine financially i'm not worried about the the salary cap with the eagles Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. let's go to allentown and talk to matt hey matt hey how y'all doing today doing a great show thanks thanks for calling in all right before I get to my Eagles point, I got to say, I did it. I put money down for the Phillies to win the division, oh. the to win the conference, and to win it all. Nice. Oh, all so in. I'm all in. I'm all in. I wow. like it. I That's like good it. good stuff, man. Well done. Yeah. I think they got a chance, especially because now you bet on them now before they get Kyle Lowry. Those odds are going to drop. I think, I think both those things could happen. I don't know if I'd bet on them, but they could happen for sure. I was surprised the Phillies were only 800 to 1. I mean, I thought they'd be a lot higher odds, but. What did you say? Eight hundred to one? No. Yeah, eight, eight to one. To win the, oh, okay, eight to one seems yeah, like a lot. More. I was like eight hundred to one. There's no way they're eight hundred to one. Yeah, to win you. the World Series. Eight, eight to one. Eight to one. Even then, right. they're not eight hundred to one. No one's eight hundred to one to win the World Series. I don't think. Like maybe there are a couple, but anyway, go ahead. All right. Well, I think the biggest part on this team that because the offense is it's it, it's too you got to tune it up, but the defense needs to be fixed. If Sertain is there, you have to grab him or Micah Parsons. You cannot let this defense go on the field or to be like the Dallas Cowboys defense in Philly and they'll be run over everybody. 
You yeah. have to stop. I think it's an interesting point. Look, no matter who they take at number six, <clears throat> excuse me, who, no matter who they take at number six has to be an impact player. So if you think Sertain is the best chance of being an impact player, I can't fault you for going that. I do think in general, look, like the game is won by offense these days, right? You win by passing the ball. So going on with a guy like Jamar Chase makes sense. I just don't I don't like Mike, Micah Parsons as a prospect. So and I wouldn't take a linebacker that high. Obviously you look at some of the linebackers last year that made big impacts. It's possible. I just don't think Parsons is that good. But Sertain, you know, if they took him and he turns into an all-pro player, obviously it's a great pick. I just think the the pick can be used for a better asset that can impact the game more. Like Darius Slay had a great year last year. They were 4 and 12. So, you know, I you want to go with someone that's going to help the offense and help this team win. And, and real quick, I mean, my sleeper for the draft when it comes to the season, I think Amari Rodgers has got the skill set of Michael Thomas, and you can pick him up in the third round. Oh, good call, Matt. We'll have to look into that. I don't know my Amari Rodgers as well as I should. I'm still going to dig deeper. Yeah, be- I've been so focused on this six pick, like, I've, uh, and you know, we've talked on the pod, but I'm watching like all kinds of, you know. Tape, a.k.a. YouTube highlights right. of all these guys locked in. Well, that is the exciting part about them being so high is, you know, there's you like, look at those guys. There's like funny, five guys. It's that like are, it's going to be one of uh, eight guys they're going to take yeah. at that side. You know, whatever and you want to say. And then they kind the second round, too. Yeah. You know, you can maybe trade up. But, I will uh, say, and I am not on the drafted quarterback bandwagon or anything like that, But and we've talked about this on the pod, but I was watching more Justin Fields highlights yeah, last night. Yeah, you're in on him. It's unbelievable. He's like the most underrated person this draft's about. Like, I don't know how he's not, at worst, a top three pick. Like, it's those three guys, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, should be the top three picks in the draft no matter who the picks are. Like, people should trade up for them. Like, he's awesome, Justin Fields. So Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts? I, I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, Justin Fields, probably, but I don't know if it's – I don't feel confident enough to to for the upheaval and yeah. the whole thing. Like, I still believe – Hurts has a chance, too. I, I like Hurts. But Fields looks really good, man. So we got an interesting question this week. I'll throw it at you. If Jalen Hurts was in this year's draft, like we saw him in the NFL last year. So just so counting that, like with that idea. What you that, saw out of him last year. Ooh. He's in the draft this year. Where does he go? He's a first rounder, I think, based I think on so. what he showed in the NFL. Did you I get the he, fifth year? Yeah, I think he jumps up. So, But I, I think he goes after those top three for sure. And I don't know. I don't know. I think Trey Lance probably goes ahead of him. He might. There's similar upside type guys. Our boy, Matt Jones. More athletic. Oh, God. No. (laughs) To be clear, not our boy, Matt Jones. Not our boy. In fact, we named our podcast this week, The Eagles Drafting Matt Jones Would Break Us. So Emotionally. That's literally how we feel about it. 215-592-9494. Let's go to South Philly and talk to Kevin. Hey, Kev. Afternoon, guys. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, listen, um, I, I, I rarely call... Um, in because of other callers. But there there have been two callers that just drove me nuts today. One of them calls you every week and says something stupid, and I can generally ignore it because I'm painting my house or you know, doing some something productive with my life while he's finishing up his Dungeons Dragons game or whatever All right, let's doing. not be too mean to the callers. What do, what do you disagree All right, with? All, All right. right, I All apologize. Right. <laughs> um, so um, the, other one, uh, the other one called and said how complex um, – the defensive coordinator scheme is clearly two people that don't know anything about football drives me insane. Um, the one thing, the other thing that made me call today is that I, I had a reckoning. I, I don't agree with Elliot Shore Parks on anything he says ever. Man, you're just hitting all I, the oh, Mr. Positivity I, I, so far. Go I, ahead, however, though. However, I have ended up agreeing with him on two things today, so I feel like my world Whoa. is fresh. <laughs> Welcome to the right side of the argument. How's that? What, 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 what do you agree with? with? Um, so, you know, I'm on his side with the general manager. I've also 
come to his side on the quarterback um, that was just traded. Yeah, I think we. The I reason, think a lot of us the, did on that one. Yeah. So the reason why I'm calling about the, the general manager is you got people call, calling up and talking about what an idiot he is and he's a moron and yada yada. He's a, a general manager in the NFL. Obviously, he's he's a complete idiot. <laughs> okay. But my 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 comment is is that over the last four years is that and, and I I talked to Rob Ellis about this once and I feel like a loser because I keep calling people and saying the same thing is there's been no development of these players. You could not possibly have missed on every single draft pick over a four-year period of time and have no development. If yeah, it's an interesting was, point that the coaches deserve some of the blame here for what Howie gets. It's, it's an interesting argument. It, it would be truly the case that, that you, would have to, you would have to heave-ho the entire staff out of town or, and, and the general manager if not one player, not any of them, got any better. I can think of one story of development that was really significant, and that was on the defensive line. Well, Josh and that Sweat. Was Josh Sweat. Jordan Mailata, too. Yeah, and Jordan Jordan is kind of like a, I don't know, he's kind well, of you a gotta get, I mean, they give him credit for that, but that Stoutland, you know, I don't think people are questioning Stoutland as a coach. Kevin, this is a, a good call, a really interesting theory, and we've heard ideas of this, especially when, like, Rasul Douglas was playing really well, and he tailed off, and Sidney Jones was playing really well, and tailed off people. Call with that. Both free agents, by the way. Yeah, I think ultimately, wow, let's get him. Yeah. I think it comes back, though, ultimately to, like, look, Howie's the one who's hired the coaching staff. Howie's in charge of the franchise. Like, you can't just give him yeah, a Yeah, Howie deserves the blame and credit for everything, yeah. right? I mean, he's the guy that runs the team, and it's not just, you know, obviously go to every team and go, well, the general manager deserves blame and credit. Like, Howie is in on everything. So the team goes and, and struggles with Howie. So, yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, Howie deserves a blame when the team is not doing And also, well. like, look, uh, there are certain guys, like, yes, uh, scheme, all that stuff really matters in the NFL with players and players being in the right scheme and in the right situation and all that. But, like, sometimes players are just really good and sometimes players are just really bad. Like, yeah. you're not going to tell me that, that if a, a great player came in here, a, a superstar player, that Jim Schwartz ruins him? Like, I don't think so. I don't believe yeah. that. Like, Justin Jefferson succeeding no matter where yes, he goes. It exactly wasn't like he was right. in a phenomenal situation in Minnesota. I mean, Kirk Cousins played better than Carson did last year. They have, you know, good pieces on that offense. But, yeah, I, I, look, I've become the Howie defender for some reason. But, look, there's no denying it. There has not been top-end talent brought in here. There just hasn't been, or at least not enough of it. Like, Miles Sanders, I think, is very good. He didn't have a great year last year, but I think he's a he's close. They're probably the closest they have on the roster to, like, an elite-type talent mm -hmm. um, just when you watch him uh, physically. Jalen Hurts, I think, has some of that potential as well, to be honest. Just the eye test. The Goddard's up there. But, yeah, there's there's not a, a Justin Jefferson. There's not somebody where the second you watch him, you go, that guy's super good. Yep, exactly. 215-592-9494. Haven't heard from this guy in a while. I'm guessing he's going to be more on the negative side than positive. But we'll see. We haven't spoken to Ron and Monka in forever. Ron, buddy, how are you? Hey, I thought Jason Peters went into the witness protection program. I thought you went into the witness protection program. Where you been, Ron? Hard to kill, dude. You doing all right, What's buddy? Up? ESPN. How's it going? What's going on? Doing good, man. Good to hear from you. Listen, they're going to screw this up. How's that? <laughs> exactly what I they're expected. Screw it up. I don't know, man. I mean, look, they had one bad Listen, year. Listen, they're like... making this more complicated, ESPN. Hear me out. I like that. They're okay. making this more complicated than it needs to be. This thing is DOA, dead on arrival. Don't side try to resuscitate this. Don't put a dime into this. Okay, oh, any knucklehead can pay a credit card shut bill down the with franchise. a credit card. Yeah. Yes or no? Say it again. We get. Let me ask you. He said anyone can pay a credit card bill with a credit card. 
Yeah, I mean that's all they're doing. They're doing what they what they've been doing. Okay, they, and it's they worked. Their cake what and they've they been doing has too. been working. What they've been doing has been working up until the well, pandemic. Yeah, but this is the time to this is the time to get right. This is a, They are closer to oblivion than they are to a ten and seventeen. You're wrong. So, You're wrong about that. You'll see it next no, year. No, I'm not wrong. Okay, we'll see. Look, man, they, we will they, see. they've had double-digit losing seasons back-to-back years once under Jeffrey Lurie. The chances Listen, of them— Listen, if you weren't in the NFC East, would have had a losing record for but the they last are. five they years. Are, but they are in the NFC. So, like, the okay. chances well, next that, year— that that doesn't the, Listen, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. And you guys are worried about a playoff game. Everybody's worried about this stupid playoff game. We just won a Super Bowl three years ago. How can we even talk about a playoff game? This is about— Fixing this team, getting fiscally responsible, getting young, exciting, new, vibrant talent. That's what it's about. Yeah, but you can do both. You can do those no, things you while can't also competing. Yes, you absolutely you, can. If you get Jamar Chase at number six and he's awesome, that helps your chances of winning the division next year. If you okay, sign a free I, guess agent, what? that's awesome. Okay, I'll take here's why we're on that. Good swap. I'll take Chase. But if you can't get Chase, I'm I want linemen. Yeah, if there's one That's there, I, I agree. You Ryan build with the if line. You can't get Chase. I don't want to give up any picks Ron, for anybody. Ron, I look great. Call. It's good to hear your voice, buddy. Call more often. We missed yeah. you. Um, but I, I mean, I agree with the heart of what he's saying, just not the way he's saying it. But I, I do agree that the the way out of this for the Eagles long term is to be fiscally responsible to to draft and develop players like drafting and developing players number one thing we can all agree on that and that helps with the salary cap because you have young cheap talent that you can count on it it changes things you know that's how you can build but uh, like they, they need to do that first and foremost and that'll help solve everything the way to get out of this if you're the eagles is to just get a good quarterback and a good head coach yeah well that's, that's i'm just saying i mean too. that that's it like if jalen hurts and nick sirianni are really good then but, you're, you're fine but you need great you need great and yeah. you need the rest of the rot you need unless they're going to be Top three in the sport, you need the rest of the roster to be damn good, too. True. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot James. Uh, Rob Ellis coming up in just uh, 20 minutes from now. We got you for one more segment. We will get to your calls. Get in now. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. This is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Final segment for us. Robbie, the legend, coming up. At 3 o'clock, Elliot and James, let's try and get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Jersey and talk to Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling in. First-time caller, but a long-time pod listener. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, we had no idea. That's awesome. Thanks, Steve. We really appreciate that, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, I just um, I hate how Howie drafts. Obviously, he's been doing crappy for years now, mm-hmm. but uh, I do like the fact that he can restructure contracts in a cool way, like – as you see, like, the whole Graham thing and the, the fact that Kelsey's, like, so happy to come back at least shows me something, a little yeah. positivity into this negative time that we're in right now. I, I yeah. take that as, a, like, a positive sign a little Steel, bit, you know? Steve, I will say, as the person on this show who's been more negative about this team right now in the moment and looking forward, I am with you on that. Like, the idea that Jason Kelsey, I thought he was going to retire. Like, I really did. Exactly. And the fact and that he, he wants every... to come back – Makes me yeah. feel, even if it's like five percent better about it, it does make me feel better about this team. He's like he's like hyped to be back, so that, I mean that makes me happy. And the team's going to go as far as how Hurts can perform, and hopefully Sirianni is a a decent enough coach that we can get the job done. You know, yeah. You know but, what's funny about Sirianni is he's almost flying under the radar a little just because of all the Carson drama, the quarterback drama, the Howie drama, salary cap. But yeah, I mean like Sirianni is 
arguably the number one thing that's going to drive this team. Just because if you have a bad head coach, it's re- I mean, Hurts would have to be really special to overcome a bad Sirianni. Exactly, and I like how he's flying under the radar a little bit, man. Because you know we don't want a lot of. I'm people sure he does too. I'm, yeah, I'm that. sure he needs it. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve, call us more often. Really good call, man. Thanks, man. Hey, definitely. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Awesome. Always yeah. good to hear from a podlist. That's the best. It makes my day. Let's go to stay in Jersey and talk to my buddy Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. James Elliott. Good day to you, fellas. Good, good day, day to you, sir. man. Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, I understand your apprehension about, you know, some of the uh, Eagles signings, but it, it actually makes sense if you if you give it a minute to sink in. Uh, I, I can make a case for those guys that want to, like, strip everything down to the, you know, mm-hmm. brass tacks and move on from there. But the draft that we're going into, you have to be adding it to something, and the guys that they're signing are the to something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Assigning interior linemen, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, that, that's, not, that's good business mm-hmm. right, right there. And the Slay signing kind of surprised me a little bit at first. But when you really think about it, who's higher on the depth chart? If you're going to start building a defensive secondary, Slay's got to be a part of it. Well, the, he's, the other part of it really quick is there's just only so many players on the roster that make enough money that it's worth restructuring. So Slay is a nice combination of makes a lot of money and is also a high-level player. I think to a certain degree he was more valuable as a trade asset, but if all you're going to get is a fifth or a sixth for him, I see the argument in redoing the deal. Well, you're absolutely right, and he may, continues, unless there's a no-trade clause, he continues to be a trade ship. Yeah. So, you know, that's good on a lot of fronts. And and in going forward, the Eagles have, you know, we're in the weakest, let's admit it, we're in the weakest position we've been in years. But we have to remain consistent and we have to remain viable. And the viable part, as ridiculous as it sounds, means uh, trying to at least contend for the National League East. So, or yeah. National League East. I'm <laughs> sorry. Jimmy, you're a baseball guy. Came through there. I know you're a Phillies guy. I love it. Yeah, I am a Phillies guy, but, and know, I came through. But you're yeah, making they, a lot they, of good they, points. Viable. Yeah, Jimmy, great call. And look, he makes a lot of good points. Like, I, again, as someone who has been, you know, team tear it down, team get high draft picks, play young players and all that, like, there is, I'm not, I'm not blind. Like, I, I have to admit there is value to having veteran presence to setting a culture to helping Nick Sirianni mm. along like there's value to having these well, guys here it's it, just it's I just worry that they're they're doing too much of it than they should be. and it's the same argument when in 2018 and 2019 I guess more 2019 the you know when the Eagles won the last four to make the playoffs and they got in at nine and seven I guess um there was debate like well it's not worth it because you know y- 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 it's not worth it just to get in you're just going to lose and they did lose but it was important for Carson, and ultimately, you know. That doesn't matter anymore, but yeah. in the moment, no, yeah. It's I, important for Jalen Hurts to have success if he's going to be your guy. It's important for Justin Fields to have success if he's your guy. It's important for Nick Sirianni. Like, so, yes, I am Mr. Tear It Down. I would go that path, but to the last caller's point, you do have to have something to give these guys a chance. Let's go to Orlando and talk to Bill. Hey, Bill. Gentlemen. How's it going? How Thanks doing, for calling buddy? in. Oh, doing good, doing good. Um you know, listening, I, I see the divide. There seems to be divides in everything that we yeah. uh, kind of can talk about uh, these days. Um, and, and there's no absolutes. I guess we all have to see what's going to happen next year. But, but looking at trends with Howie, I, I, I just see a downward trend with him. 
Mm-hmm. And Elliot, listening to you, you're kind of trying to separate the the the, alu- the evaluator from the the cap guy. And and I've heard other uh, hosts on the on the station kind of say to a sense put Howie aside sometimes and look at things. And 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 I just don't I don't see the the feasibility of of keeping him around. I know it's nothing we can do about it. But, um, yeah, look, I, I look when the season ended, I probably would have been in the corner of Fire Howie. I think that a complete rebuild is needed, and I can make the argument that Howie's not the one to, to oversee that. But now yeah. that he's here, and now that he is the guy, I, I think that there's a little too much negativity with him. Is he a top 10 general manager? Probably not, but I don't think he's the 32nd general manager. Yeah, I don't think we can really look at general managers and place them on a chart that way. I think that's impossible and it is impossible um but just just looking at him um i kind of see how we're we're backed into it because of the pandemic it's just real ironic how we talk about you know uh, getting rid of the players we keep around because of sentimentality and all that stuff and then now we're kind of forced to extend them by redoing their contract it's just bad situation bill great call and that's a it is a good point like because that was one of our worries right And we talked about this that that the old older players and even how we talked about it even how he said i gotta get i gotta get past this i gotta do better with this like i know i've had issues getting rid of these guys like i need to do this and i agree like the guys they're doing are it seems like the right guys like i would have brought if i had to pick the veteran swimming back other than the slay thing which lane is, kelsey lane kelsey brandon like i get it but I'm just concerned they're going to go a little too far. And away. also, the guy says you can't rank general managers. You absolutely I, can. I, I can I mean, rank anything in the world. Yeah. You give me a list, Come I'm on. a big list guy. And right? But to his point, I do think, like as I said before, it's hard to separate the salary cap and the evaluator because they go hand in hand. But ultimately, on a basic level, if we do that, and that uh, I, I concede to that, the draft evaluator talent part is still the more important part of the draft. Yeah, and the reason I think you can separate them a little bit is because one is strategy, the other is evaluation. Like, I think his cap strategy has worked. It's just the evaluation is different. But it's a, look, it's a chicken and the egg thing. I mean, they're, they're so tied together. All right, let's get one more call in here. Let's go to Wilmington and talk to my buddy Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's up, baby? What's going How on, How you man? doing? First of all, can I get a Go Birds? Go Birds. There go it is. Birds. Okay. Yo, you know who you are, James. You know you're my brother from another mother. Oh, you know that. My man, James. My man. <laughs> yep. And, and uh, Mr. Parks, uh, I value your opinions. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do, a, too, a for what it's worth. Person. I do. Yeah, so, we got to be positive. Now, listen, I want to talk to you about the draft and all, and, but uh, I first want to say, when it comes to Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, and uh, Jason Kelsey, as long as they want to play for the Eagles, I'm for it because they give 100%. And they're great look, players when they're healthy, they're, too. You're right. You know, and look at Kelsey. He plays when he ain't healthy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Lane, so does too. I mean, Lane, Lane pushed, man. Like, yeah, that was, right. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm sorry, but I disagree with you a little bit on this draft. All right. Where, where we, you we found a diamond in the rough last year in Singleton. You keep him at Mike, and you put Parsons at Sam. I'm not saying he's LT, but if you watch film on this guy, 80% of his tackles are at the line of scrimmage or behind it. Yeah, look, you know, they LT get a game, was they always get a game in the backfield. linebacker, yeah. that's obviously a big deal. I just think the number six overall, I need an impact player on offense. That's right. 
What yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you on or, that too. Or an I, edge you know, rusher. There just doesn't seem to be any of those guys. Who are oh, that my type. God. Yeah, Sean, I'm with you. And great call, man. We're up against it. But, yeah, I think, like, normally edge rusher would be one of the things we'd be talking about. It just seems like this crop of guys, this draft this year, is not doesn't have that single or high-end elite guy at that spot. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I know this is an oversimplified way to say it, but let's just be honest here. If they get a really good player, that that's what you need. Like, a number six overall, just somebody that is totally. starting and helping every Dude. week, then— well, okay. that's yeah, dude. That's the perfect way to put it. it honestly, we joke, we talk about the wide receiver versus this first quarterback, whatever. the The thing that matters most on the most basic level is whatever guy they take at six has to be good. Yes, like that's it. Like on a basic level, pick someone who's well, good. Has, has to be a Pro Bowl player, an impact. Yeah, like a real impact player. This exactly. is their chance. They've only drafted this high, I think, twice in the last hundred. You know, percent has to, has to do it. All right, uh, this was fun, man. Yeah, good nice. stuff. Yeah. Uh, we will not be back next week, sadly. Very sad about that. Yeah, a couple weeks off because of some uh, Philly spring training. Not sad about that. that. Yeah, it'll be great to have Philly's baseball on the radio. Let's go. Yeah. But um, we will be back soon. And check us out. If, if you're missing us, if you're like, well, where are those guys? I need them. Check out our podcast. Uh, go Birds Pod. Uh, go Birds Pod, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter. Check us out, all that type of stuff. Um, so uh, thank you to Moshe Kravitz. Thank you to Kevin Keenan before that. Stay tuned. The great Rob Ellis is coming up next. I'm sure he'll be talking a lot of Eagles as well. So until a couple weeks from now, for Elliot, I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio WIP. And let me remind you one more time that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home team. That's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app bet with the best. You can bet on anything and everything right now. Pro hoops, college hoops, hockey, baseball futures, over-unders. There's a ton of great over-unders on the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. You can even bet on football futures for next season. You can bet on in-game uh, you can bet live in-game betting when you're watching a game. You can bet on player performances, anything and everything. It's unbelievable. It's fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And it makes the game so much fun to watch when you got a little action on it. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500 again. That's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet.